Welcome to the About Sex Podcast, where we discuss... Penguins! No, I prefer polar bears. Aww. But no, wait, it's sex, <laughs> No, actually. we talk about sex! Yeah, my name is Josh, <laughs> and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Angela Skirtu. Tell us who you are, Angela. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and an ASEC certified sex therapist. And today, our guest is Miss Leona Love, M-A-D-T-R. She is... My goddess Liana, or Liana, how do you want me to say it? Liana. Liana. Oh, I'm yeah. screwing it up the whole yeah. time. Yeah, no worries. Liana. It's a Hawaiian name, so it can be tricky. Oh, we used you to know? live in Hawaii. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And then Sacred Grounds of School of Tantra is your business. And the yes. one I'm beginning to kick off. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, so to start today, we were going to read one of the stories in my book, but then we'll get okay. a little bit into more. Papers of, back. Oh, you can have the papers. Yeah, Josh, you're rustling papers it. around. It's right. I'm really bad at papers. Such a rustler. So anyhow, we'll start with one of my stories and we'll get into the rest of the stuff. All right. So here's my story. So for Noel and Samuel, their sex life had gone somewhat rough prior to Samuel's affair. Samuel met a woman at work and she and he exchanged numbers and started by texting each other. First, the text seemed work-related, but here and there, the text started to get flirtier until progress until it progressed to sexting. And it was around this time that Noel saw Samuel spending more and more time on his phone than with her. And he also seemed less present day-to-day at home. Noel found his texts and told him he had to break things off with the woman from work. Samuel immediately agreed to do so, but felt badly about the choice he made. They came into therapy a few days later after Noel found the text, and she reported she was unsure if she could find a way to forgive him. Um, over the next few sessions, they worked on rebuilding trust and talking about various aspects of their relationship. And at some point, Samuel brought up how their sex life seemed to falter after the first years of the relationship. He stated that there could be many months that that they would not be intimate, and he had grown very dissatisfied in the relationship, but was still trying to be a good husband. Noelle agreed that their sex life did seem to change at that point, but she also pointed out that she had suffered from some depression around that time in the relationship. It was hard for her to want sex when she felt so unhappy with life. So after exploring that time further, both partners had agreed that in many ways they had abandoned their relationship. The helpful part was that Samuel never excused his behavior for cheating, which is helpful, by the way, people (laughs) don't excuse it. But when cheating was discussed, he always took full responsibility for making the bad decision. And he explained that he should never have let things go that far. And he felt very deeply ashamed of himself. And I think this helped Noel to open up and have more conversations about the rest of the relationship. She knew their sex life had suffered, but she didn't know what to do about things. And the affair had felt like in a kick in the face. So as a part of their healing process, they both agreed to learn more about desire and sexuality. Sounds fun. I know. It was good. Yeah, so that nice. was, That's great. That was them having an emotional affair. Yes, there was an emotional affair. He met somebody at work, started talking to them mm-hmm. about work, and then they started becoming friendship. And I think that sometimes people can like justify that a little bit for themselves. Like Like, they'll say, well, I'm not having sex or I never touched anybody. So it's not really an affair. Right. But anytime you're keeping a secret from somebody, it's still an infidelity of some sort. Right. So that's the big factor that changes it from a friendship to an affair is if you're keeping it from your spouse. Yeah. If you're keeping a secret, like a big part of it is that... um, you know, like if your spouse were there and they knew you were talking about these things, would they be okay with it? Or would they be like, what are you saying? Yeah, and why are you, are you doing that? this? Yeah. And part like, why of what, are you sending dick pics? Come on. Yeah. Well, and sometimes <laughs> it turns sexual. But yeah. another part of it is, is it's a betrayal of not telling me your needs. Why are you right. sharing all your needs and wants with this other person right. and not necessarily sharing it with me? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Makes sense. So what's the title of your book again? The book is Helping Couples Overcome Infidelity, a Therapist's Manual. And it's anybody out can now. read it. And it's you, out now. You can find it on you Amazon. You can find it on Amazon. Mm. I'm going to take these off. <laughs> That's what... So anyhow... What, what are you taking off? The bracelets. The bracelets I are heard making they noise. Were and I'm like, I don't want to jangle the entire podcast. <laughs> jingle, Sorry, people. Jangle. Sometimes I don't realize how loud I can be. Oh, everybody else realizes it. <laughs> well, so let's we talk... We definitely do. Let's talk a little bit to Leanna. Oh, Leanna. Leanna. I'm so, still trying to... Leanna. Tell us who you are, Tell Leanna. us about what you do in your work. <laughs> so you're uh, the tantric expert, or what, how would you label yourself? How would I define myself? Yeah. Uh, I would define myself as a multidimensional healer okay. who uses Tantra as an avenue to help people find a greater potential within their living body. Okay. I think that's it. Maybe that's sure. a little way out there. But that's I'm a mouthful, but we'll, we'll <laughs> go with that. Out. We'll figure it out. So <laughs> that goes on your card, right? Yeah, right. All of that. All of that. <laughs> All of Believe that. me, I love words. <laughs> that, works. that works for me. Words work for me, too. I'm yeah. a big fan. It checks out. <laughs> So if I wanted to be a little bit more like basic and down to earth, I would say that, yeah, I help people connect to their pleasure principle to mm-hmm. move their energy to become more aware of who they are and mm-hmm. to just find more happiness because yeah. we all need just a little more of that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. good. And tan- Tantra is one of your tools that you use. What? Tantra is one of the tools. Yeah. Tantra has w- is how I have been doing it for the last 12 years predominantly mm-hmm. as my work. Right. Mm-hmm. What, so what is, is your- Tantra? Because nobody, nobody most knows. people do not know what you're right. talking about. Even on my office when they're coming to see a sex therapist, they're like, what's what Tantra? Is Tantra? Never heard of yeah, it. Yeah. All I know is like, was it Michael Bolton? Michael Bolton <laughs> talks about Tantra. Who, oh, there was somebody. There was somebody Loving who was this. notorious. I think maybe it was Sting who was notorious Sting for, was another for Tantra man. user. He said he would have yeah. sex for like twelve funny. hours long or yeah. something. Mm, like twelve? Do you have to have sex for twelve hours to do Tantra? No, you don't <laughs> have to have sex you? for twelve like, hours to do Tantra. <laughs> yeah, so not a bit. So what is Tantra? Yeah. What is Tantra? So what is Tantra? Tantra, you know, I think we all have different ways of saying it. We have different ways of practicing it. Uh, You know, I can't tell you exactly what it is. I can give you an idea of what it is because... For me, I've been gaining the knowledge around this practice. I've met many people in the tantric field, uh, and I've experienced it full body as for my own self. So okay. that's where I teach from. Is what do I know that I can teach you? Um, what I do know is that tantra is an ancient form of finding the divine within. Many years, it was just—I mean, lifetimes and lifetimes. It's kind of based in the Hinduist. Uh, philosophy kind mm-hmm. of alongside with yoga okay and um we're a big fans <clears throat> of yoga here yeah we do a lot of yoga yeah, yeah. all yeah. the time <laughs> every day <laughs> <laughs> those two move. things yoga is kind of beating tantra but tantra's coming yeah. full up steed behind it's you. coming up you yeah. know they're in the race you know yeah, yeah. it's a lot and, of those um, eastern philosophies oh, coming to town right yeah. <laughs> right exactly and, and yoga's about the self where mm-hmm. tantra's about the couple okay. about the the two about two people and yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly and so Tantra is about combining our physical and our non-physical uh, realities together. And what non-physical means is our energetic self, not mm-hmm. just our physical mm-hmm. genital self, but the whole self with like 
the the energy that you create with your person, mm-hmm. the energy that you create with that other human spirit. So basically seeing your whole body as a sexual organ, not seeing your genitals alone as sexual. Right, your body <laughs> and exactly. your mind. Does That's that have right. anything to do with it? Right, and not <laughs> only your body, Angela, but the energy that you carry and that you hold and that you bring forth. And okay. what I mean about energy, I mean your love. Your oh, potential okay. for your love. Intimacy, your ability to connect with others. Right. Okay. Oh, right. That's what I love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be all, but some of us are like, how do I really get there? Because someone said to me the other night at a Tantra workshop that I did a little presentation, and it was fabulous. He said there was a college student, some college campus, and they had written on the um, concrete, all we need is love. And someone else came along and said, and all we get is sex. So oh, I thought that hit it on the on the nail. I was like, wow. exactly. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I'm, I'm like going back and forth. That's okay. You're doing good. No, you're, you're fine. doing good. I think it's making your facial even I better I know. On I'm the like, camera, all right, so let perfect. me look at the folks <laughs> out there. We're going to talk this way. Or this, 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 this way. This? No, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're fine. So no, go on. What tell us say? a little bit about your background. So you were... Go ahead. My background, I've, I've had an extensive background of, of learning and gaining a lot of knowledge and doing my own healing work. Mm-hmm. I started out as a physical education major in my bachelor's degree because I love to dance. Mm-hmm. I love dance. I love the freedom of dance. I love the self-expression of dance. I grew up a dancer. Yeah. And, uh, and then I did my master's degree in what is called somatic psychology, dance movement therapy. Okay. So that took me to a whole nother level of my healing and uh, deep inner process. Um, it has a contemplative edge to it. Naropa is a Buddhist inspired uh, program. So it teaches us to be contemplative and integrated and embodied in our life. Right. And so through that, then I became a licensed professional counselor in Asheville, North Carolina. I worked my butt off to get my license. You know how that is. Oh, yeah. And I worked with children, predominantly children of sexual abuse. I found personally that working in the system, I'm a one thing that everybody knows about me is I'm a free spirit. Yeah, I do it my way. I do it the way I want to do it. And hopefully if other people feel the call, they'll follow. Right. So I broke out of being a licensed therapist when I started touching people. Because yeah. one thing is an ethic thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you can't no touch touching. people. Right. So as a part of your work, you touch people. Yeah, how, how I didn't so? realize how much I needed to touch people. <laughs> I mean, Don't it we was all, amazing. though? We all need to right. touch a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so touch is where it's your, at. Yours is more hands-on. Mine is and more hands-on. How how much hands-on? Like, what is what would a typical session, hands-on yeah. session look like? That would My body. Us. So I'm going to be a little bold here and a little courageous. You can be as I bold as you I encourage you to do so. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, pre- I work in the nude. My... Go to work outfit. You show up nude. Is me. You got briefcase. And yeah, you. Right. I don't nude. have to spend a dime on professional clothes. Well, you yeah. should have let us know. We would have let you do the podcast nude. <laughs> <laughs> we might not oh, have been able yeah. to live stream. Right. I mean, it Facebook would have been very, very impressed. Facebook would have disagreed, but that's right. okay. All right, so you go to work in the nude. I did not. And know the that. reason I I go to work in the nude one is because it teaches us that sitting in our vulnerability, mm-hmm. in our nude selves, is a whole process 
right there, just to feel ourselves exposed and to be. And if you mm-hmm. hug someone, if I hug somebody and I have my clothes on and they're nude, mm-hmm. there's a separation there. There's mm-hmm. not a true connection through the skin. And when you're looking at getting down into the deep aspects of doing Tantra, you're listening to what's happening in the skin. You're listening to every single touch that happens between you two. Mm-hmm. So for me to say, I'm going to lead you on this journey, but I'm going to wear my clothes. Right. You know, there's some, there's a disconnect there. Right. So I have to be, I have to be comfortable. I have to be willing. I have to know that my nude body is a sacred form of art. You're essentially modeling intimacy through the way you're behaving in the session. Beautiful. Earlier today, when we were talking not on air, you were talking about this disconnect between the mind and the body. Mm -hmm. Tell us... Tell us about that and how that is relevant to people's sex lives. <laughs> yeah, the disconnect between mind and body. So I've been working as a hands-on dakini or tantrika, whatever you want to label me as, mm-hmm. for 12 years. I have traveled into a, a lot of places. <laughs> I lived in Maui for a while, so I traveled essentially to just keep my lifestyle up. So I've touched a lot of people. And and I know this also from my from my background as a as a therapist in the somatic psychology realm is that essentially we are disconnected. Our bodies are shut down, they're closed, mm-hmm. they're protected, they're guarded, and they're armored. Mm-hmm. We're taught to work from the mind. Right. We're taught to be robots, to follow directions, to do as told. I'm not, not sure where to put my hands most days. Beep, boop. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. robot. You well, you got to be a good go robot to work with the computer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're always taught to question yourself. Am I being awkward? Am I weird? Should I have said that? Should I have, not? you know, like oh, all of that yeah, crap. Right. <laughs> we live in the mind. Mm-hmm. We really, really do. Oh, I get and, too lost in my head. We always, yeah. I had somebody say that to me the other day and she said, you know, Angela, I'm in my head too much and you need to get out of your head. <laughs> yeah. I loved when she said that because she really is kind of lost in her head all the time. Yeah. So anyhow, so like, well, how do you people get into their body? How do people get <laughs> and out into of their, their head? <laughs> well, there's a few ways and, and I guess I'm, I've been, that's how, uh, I guess my life has been mostly is that I've followed that path of being in my body. Um, and one is ecstatic dance, freeform dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and another is, you know, practicing being in your sexual center, mm-hmm. being aware of what's happening between you and the other and letting yourself, I don't know, how do you get in your body? You feel it. That's how you get in your body. Let go you of your head. Feel it. You feel so, it. Your so if somebody comes to you and they have issues with being present, you know, mm-hmm. mindful, how do you guide them towards being mindful as a part mm-hmm. of the exercise? Well, first of all, I connect when I work with somebody individually, personal. I have sort of my own program. I don't subscribe to anybody else's. I've created right. mine. And so when I meet somebody, I sit with them for a few minutes to get a real sense of who they are as a human spirit, not mm-hmm. as a human being. You know, a human being, that's great. But the human spirit is who are they as, you know, how does my human spirit connect to their human spirit? Right. Because that's through the heart mm-hmm. is our spirit. As you know, I think, right? And Angela looks um, confused. <laughs> no, I was, I was trying to. No, I was putting You're just together this like, face, like sometimes I think with my face, but I was thinking yeah. about you know like what I do. I do. My face shows that I'm thinking. And I was thinking about the therapy work that I do and how I've told Josh and and other people like I feel like I love every person that I work with, 
not not because I don't know if it's spirit or something else, but I feel like because people are very vulnerable with me. Mm. And when I get to hear people's secrets and stories, it makes me have this love and connection for them. Right. Um, and so I was thinking of that. I was just thinking of like, maybe that's what you mean by that sense of spirit. It's like, who is this person? What are they struggling with? What do they need? And the more vulnerable you can get with people, the more they can get vulnerable with you. You know? And so that's what I was thinking of. It's just the human vulnerability. There's different ways probably to describe what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) So when you meet the human spirit in my way of, I'm going beyond all the things that they brought into my room, Mm -hmm. all the blocks, all the issues, all the wounding. Mm -hmm. I want to meet the spirit of that human being. And so as soon as I'm able... to know them as a way of getting comfortable with them. Yeah. Yeah. And they feel that quickly. Mm -hmm. um, That they're seen, Mm -hmm. that they're held, and that they're heard. And those things are very important for us to feel comfortable and safe to mm-hmm. let go and to receive and to allow and all those other good words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I see. So you basically help people start to connect with their body again because most people, when it comes to sex, are kind of in their head at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even in my own work, I find I've had people work like couples on their own. I don't do it in my office because yeah. I'm not a hands-on. You're not hands-on. I'm not a hands-on. As a therapist, yeah. I can't Even be. though you get a lot of those calls. Although I do get a lot of those calls. <laughs> That's why we do this, so people can kind of understand some of the differences. But like even to get a couple sometimes to be naked with each other in the room and get comfortable with that can be a really difficult experience. Yeah. Not in your room. In not in my room, room, in their own rooms. Right. But me even suggesting that as a home assignment i've, nope. I've suggested What's that the as a homework assignment, assignment. just get naked it's being TV naked or? and talk to each other oh, and explore each other's bodies not necessarily in a sexual way but right. maybe just Sex in a um, exploratory way like right. what feel what, uh, like one of our skills is the sensate focus i don't know if you've ever heard of it mm-hmm. but it's basically where you're trying to touch each other and, and experience it through the senses the sensations right yeah, yeah. Non- yeah. that's how we become touch. in our bodies yeah. mm-hmm. by feeling yeah. the sensations exactly yeah. and listening to those yeah, places. and what does this feel like in yeah. my body? Okay, mm-hmm. well, so how do you pe- how do you help people kind of get a little bit more in their skin then? What's well, the next step? <laughs> yeah, the next step generally, if I do just if, if we're talking just a regular session that I mm-hmm. might have every day, um, then and what I've been doing for a long time is then I will kind of tune into them energetically as an energy healer, um, energy therapist is the word I like to use, but we're not really there to do therapy. And, right. And um, so what I tell them is that as an energy healer, I'm going to help kind of look at what's holding them back from connecting truly to themselves in that moment and allowing me to connect with them because Tantra Mm -hmm. is about human connection and if we're holding ourselves back we're not able to move forward Mm -hmm. and be safe Right. To feel that, because what we're doing is we're pulling the the erotic energy up from the lower chakras, right? There's mm-hmm. seven chakras. People are writing about chakras everywhere these days. But the lower chakras are where we predominantly live. Okay. And so when we take that nice energy from our genitals and we begin to cultivate yeah. it. What'd you say? What's a chakra? So, What's so a chakra? we should give a letter answer. Yeah, but yeah, I want to just, I want to tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we tend to be more science and, and research based. So when you say some <laughs> of them were like what do these mean and some of our, our people do know what you're talking about but some of them don't so yeah. just so you know we're, we're learning the, we're growing it's more the eastern tradition it's the eastern so what tradition it, what is what's a chakra? a chakra okay so before i go into that the chakra is also uh an ancient kind of um theoretical understanding on 
the human body and its energy centers. So okay. we have seven energy centers from the okay. base of our spine. I mean, some people say we have many more than that, but the ones I work with sure. are seven. Seven. Okay. And the base of the spine to the crown of the head. Mm-hmm. And it covers the root chakra, which is your, your ground uh, here on earth, family tribe. Mm-hmm. That's your first chakra. Your second chakra that lives underneath your belly button is your sexual and creative center. Mm-hmm. Your third chakra, which is your solar plexus, the I will chakra, that mm-hmm. is uh, self in the world, your courage, uh, any anything about self, self-hatred, self-aggression, self-love, uh, courage, oh, we got any all of that. those yeah. things, right? <laughs> they live in the third chakra. Got it. And then you move up into the heart, and mm-hmm. the heart is our, is our compassion and our love and grief, and all of that lives in the heart chakra. The fifth chakra is communication and also expansion, which is interesting. And it's also very connected to your second chakra. Okay. Uh, the sexual energy and the throat chakra work together because if if you can learn to open up your mouth and express your pleasure, then you're able to move that energy more. That's what mm. I was getting to earlier. And then we have the sixth chakra, which is the intuitive eye and the mind or, uh, you know, the third eye. Yeah, and the awareness. yoga, they'll call it the yeah. third eye. <laughs> so we also live here in Tantra. It's like our consciousness. Right of our sexuality. And then the crown chakra is our connection to the greater spirit, our own spirit, whatever Mm -hmm. spirit we connect to. And so those seven centers carry information about that human body mm-hmm. and and anything so as an energy healer you go in and you look at those and you read the person and you help move that energy mm-hmm. in my work as a dakini i've used it to connect to what's holding this human back mm-hmm. from being how can i help remove some of that so that now we can really get the energy moving yeah so it's kind of like that's the second step in my work I, so um, I'm, I'm going two places in my head. One, Aren't you always? I am. Uh, <laughs> but I, the one is a question for you that I want to like you to think about. Like, so um, if somebody is not um, like, I have a lot of clients who are skeptics. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of the skeptics in the world. And, and that's why I, I attract those people because I, I too am a skeptic. So do you have to be like, in order to get something out of a session with you, do you have to really believe in some of the things that you're describing or can you still get something out of it and be a skeptic or a, you know, <laughs> like, well, yeah. uh, what else would like I call you. it? Like me, yeah. I'm, I'm a person who is like, how do I, I don't know how I feel about chakras, yeah. what's going on. <laughs> Right. right. Exactly. Well, the practice in 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 um I think that a couple of things. Mm-hmm. There's an invitation. If you're not comfortable with that, I'm not going to force of it, course, right? Of and course. so, you know, there we are. And um the second thing, uh what was the first was invitation. The second thing is is the sense of going into what we don't know. Okay. to find something greater than ourselves. Okay. Because when we come to any practice and we go, well, I'm, you know, I'm not open to what the possibilities mm-hmm. are, well, then we're not really going to have the experience that someone who understands that realm mm-hmm. can take you into. Mm-hmm. We can, but, you know, again, it's, you know, so I get skeptics and I get people that just want to... you wanna, still are able to help them kind of open up those yeah, things. Yeah, I had a client... <laughs> A couple I love weeks it. ago, and he said, I don't understand the damn thing you're saying. 
That's funny. But he ended up having a great session. I'm like, well, that's okay. But yeah. it's about openness and willingness allow. to learn, really. Huh? It's about openness and willingness to learn, really. Right. Exactly. It's how much of ourself do we want to expand into? Right. It's like saying you don't have to know the biology of an apple to be able to enjoy an apple. Right. Oh, I like, love I don't it, need Josh. to know how an yeah. apple works. It just tastes good. <laughs> It, tastes like it just tastes apple. good. And so really you're creating experience where somebody can really enjoy an apple yeah. in the sex realm. Yeah, yeah. Sex in the apples. sex realm, you know, with themselves. I mean, I use my body. You guys asked me earlier about how do I work. I use my body as a conduit. Mm-hmm. I'm an energetic charge. I'm a catalyst of you. I'm a mirror of you. Yeah. And, and some people I might be too intense for, mm-hmm. but... Oh, me you too. Will co- <laughs> you will <do> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> me too, but you attract people who can handle you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And it's like, you're going to walk out of my session, hopefully, if it's been a beautiful session, mm-hmm. with, like, a feeling of, like, what the hell was that? And, uh, wow, you know, where do I find my regular scheduled program that I'm mm-hmm. so used to? Because I just went so far left. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people are ready for that. And other people, we need to just go a little bit, mm-hmm. a little step. And I try to be mindful. So I have a question. So yeah. you say it's hands-on what you do with people. Um, and I'm I'm really not sure exactly what Tantra is still. Like in a session, is it, you say there's the talking part where you're trying to get to know the person and then there's the hands-on part Mm -hmm. what does that involve so i know yoga Mm -hmm. is it a lot like yoga where there's different positions and like different kind of well again if you talk you could have 10 dakinis in this room right to practitioners of tantra Mm -hmm. and they're all going to tell you something different because that's where we are with tantra tantra is kind of a cool thing because there's no real um i mean there's a lot of definitions out there if you do the research Mm -hmm. but it's still kind of out there there's like, a lot of different schools of thought it's somehow right. trying to connect sex and spirituality it sounds like to it's me it's exactly <laughs> you know whatever so, that umbrella entails so <laughs> ignoring what other people other people teach on your side so what what is involved in that side of in, the actual hands-on part the actual hands-on part is again working i use um you know i call it sacred sensual touch mm-hmm. so I, you know i'm working with the body in a very honoring way that mm-hmm. i have the opportunity and the permission to touch this human being yeah. and so i'm going to give them you know uh, a mas- i'm not a massage therapist right. um but i'm going to give them a touch you're going to touch them touch. all over their body in different all places all over the body okay you is know that, are you meant to release tension in those areas and allow them to kind of experience it more fully right okay yeah so i'm touching the the whole human (laughs) and you know and then working with the genitals because that's where this energy lives Mm -hmm. you know i I hold all my tension josh holds all his stress in his penis yeah Yeah, right you know i mean I think every man does that. That was that second train I wanted to go to on this. Is mm-hmm. that like I was thinking it from a therapeutic side of things, right? So like people will come to a therapist like me and they'll do talk therapy to try and release trauma, release tension. So, okay, you call it chakras. Um, since I'm the skeptic, I'll call it more than my sciencey stuff. There's just different body centers. So there's your pelvis, there's your breasts, there's your stomach, there's your throat. Um, and all of those places are ways that we we kind of hold back. And a lot of therapists, uh, what we've learned is that trauma is held in the body, right? And so what I'm guessing that you're doing in is when you're doing the chakra work or the different body part work, for those of you who just can't understand chakra, I'm always one who struggles with it. So that's why I'm doing this for my practical anyway, clients. Go on. But anyhow... Um, <laughs> 
what it is is that <laughs> no when you're tensing needed. no i'm just i know i know i'm weird yeah. they're like when you're tensing those areas you can't always talk yourself through that like you know in your head for example you can get so lost in it that you can't release and my guess is that in tantra for those people who are holding on to that tension, you're trying to help them to stop being in their head and to be present in their body again and to re-experience pleasure in a way that they can't do through talk therapy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly I know, right. I yeah. <laughs> and that's why some of us have taken the courageous move to say, if humanity is going to move forward, what is it that we really need? We mm-hmm. need to feel in the body and through our sexual centers. And I wanted to go somewhere when you uh, were saying something about that with talk therapy, the mind. Yeah. I lost it. I can't remember it's what okay. it was. It's okay. It was, um, <laughs> well, people are trying to release this tension through talk therapy, but mm-hmm. talking seems to only go so far. I even mm-hmm. noticed it in my therapy that if people mm-hmm. aren't finding a way to express an experience with their partners, mm-hmm. then they're not able to release it. Mm-hmm. And so it just sounds like you're offering a different avenue for people to really try to release and let go of some of that trauma that yeah. is stored in their body. Yeah, well, and exactly. scientifically, like if you touch somebody, there are mm-hmm. certain hormones that your body releases, like mm-hmm. oxytocin mm-hmm. and endorphins. And these things calm you down. They make you feel good. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it is touch. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk all you want about intimacy all day long, but until you're until somebody rubs your back, you're not going to feel good. Like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have the same healing yeah. quality as yeah. being Even if touched. it's a non-sexual touch. And having a space like, for a that's hug. free and safe, like you're creating. Yep. Yeah, free and safe. That's right. Helping people just get... You know, comfortable in their nudity first, getting comfortable sitting yeah. in front of somebody. I know exactly what I was going to say now. Good. It's the breath. We mm-hmm. hold our breath. And when we're talking about our trauma, we're not accessing it because we're not breathing. Mm-hmm. And trauma can cause a heart rate and a shortness of breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, if we're paying attention to that whole person and we're working on trauma, you know, we'll, we'll work with that. So Tantra uses breath mm-hmm. essentially. And it's not only to get into your own personal body. It's how now mm-hmm. the real beautiful piece here, and this is sort of what I've learned through my own practices. How do you connect to your lover by listening to their breath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. How do you listen to their heartbeat? Mm-hmm. How do you get so minute in your awareness? Like you, you're paying attention to the very finite things so that that one touch to that yeah. one finger can just go. And that's what people <laughs> mean that they're yeah. they want multi-orgasmic <laughs> because they're paying yeah. attention to the amazing energetic connection, physical connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm that we have every single moment when I'm in contact with you. And what people are doing, why they struggle with their sex life is they're up here like, is this right? Am I doing this okay? Is this how it's supposed to be? And all of that stuff prevents what you're describing. The ability to just, Mm -hmm. what does this feel like? And what does it feel like to just be completely in my body and enjoy this moment and stop worrying about it being right or it being perfect or the performance Everybody's yeah. struggling with that when it comes That's to right. sex for that purpose it's all alone. about the performance. Yeah. Well, it is, and I tell it people, is. and I, and I they're scared. remind people that we're given this human body and our sexual pleasure. So that's the one place in our entire day and our entire week, wherever our entire life that we can go to and not have to be in the head. Yeah. The head yeah. does not belong in the bedroom. Yeah. It just doesn't. <laughs> you should and, just leave it in the other room. Oh, 
absolutely. <laughs> Believe me, when I'm doing that energy work, I take all that. It's like you're on and vacation. I I can like, put it stop questioning yourself. Room. Let's just feel. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you get people into I a like breath, it already. Uh, like I'm constantly, you can ask so many of my people, I'm like, oh my God, every time I just like, to inhale with the ha, you know, and <sighs> inhale with the ha, you're listening to my <laughs> breath, I'm listening to your mm-hmm. breath, you're yeah. in that, because what that does is it helps keep away from all the garbage that's mm-hmm. running around in mm-hmm. your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and the breath is really important work that I've seen it universally used in different realms, because when you slow your breath down like that, then you also slow your heart rate, and it's it, physiologically, you're slowing down the body. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, when somebody's traumatized, or and they're in a trauma moment, or triggered, they, they're they're tense, their body, you can see it in their body and their heartbeat races. And so what you're doing when you're kind of trying to get somebody to focus on their breath and even focus on their partner's breath is you're slowing down their body so they can actually experience it in their mm-hmm. body. Right. Yeah, because yeah, your body, like somebody mm-hmm. who has suffered from trauma, their body goes into a fight or flight yep. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And that means increased heart rate, yep. respiration and perspiration. And it makes you seem on edge. So yeah, it's yep. hard to be mindful when you're in that place. Mm-hmm. And if you can trick your body, by saying slowing your breath or even laughing certain things or even can laughing do it. there's laugh so therapies it, too. It, it lets your mind and your body calm down with it because yeah because you realize oh i'm not actually in a traumatic I'm situation not being chased i'm just by a in cougar. a room with a naked lady exactly <laughs> which, which also can be scary <laughs> which can also be scary because our naked bodies are scary sometimes oh Absolutely. no you know, people are scared of, of their bodies yeah and a lot of <laughs> terrified a lot of young men come in and see me and, and they're just like, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're they're still learning about their yeah. sexuality and there's so much that goes on in this container of just sitting in front of each other and letting that stuff be felt yeah. and mm-hmm. letting it be okay. And not to judge it, not to make it wrong, but to just say, Hey, this is where you are and this is where mm-hmm. the anxiety is coming from. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how can we work with that? Mm-hmm. And um I was going to say something else when we were talking about, I don't know, it'll, I'll come back around it's to fine. it. It'll, it's fine. It'll come yeah. back. We're going to keep asking stuff. Yeah. So go for it. How many people have you laid your hands on? How many people have you touched? <laughs> I have probably touched over 5,000 people, which oh, blows wow. my mind. I, I <laughs> figured that up. I wish my financial bank account looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a free spirit. I've been having a good time. <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I kind of like in 12 years... I mean, I, I figured out like, okay, if I work this, you know, so I, maybe I'm a little bit off, but I know I've touched a lot of people. That and sounds then, like a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> but is it, has it been mostly good experiences for the people oh, and for you? Yeah, man, I loved my work. Yeah. I mean, I love it because one, it's mine. Two, I just love energy. I've always been a dancer. Like I said, mm-hmm. I've been a dancer on an expressive, an expressive expressionistic artist yeah mm-hmm. so if i'm expressing myself i'm in my happy you're gonna be happiest yeah, <laughs> yeah i agree and if you're and creating then, something yeah i think everybody has to create something to be happy so yeah. who are the typical people who come to you like what are the typical problems they're coming with like your ideal client so to speak yeah well <laughs> i you know but generally um you know ejaculation issues the ed yeah. the anxiety the um uh 
you know, a lot of people have grief from divorces and they just don't know how to be in company and be comfortable and and learn how to get back into the dating thing. Uh, I had, I had a man once come to me and he was recently divorced and he went out on a date and they went to make love and he couldn't perform. She blamed herself which he felt terrible about, and that mm-hmm. wasn't the issue at all, but she was so upset. Well, he came to me to figure out what the heck is going on. So when I taught him these practices of being aware, of mm-hmm. breathing, of paying attention, of riding your wave, of cultivating your energy, yay, for a whole hour, he's able to be like, yeah. He's and on his it. life just improved, <laughs> it improved from there. His sex life improved. Yeah, that's and awesome. His confidence improved. It was really a confidence building kind right. of thing, and that's another thing. Yeah. People who have lost their confidence, they don't have, and some people don't even know why they come to me. They're like, I don't really it's know. Like, I they feel drawn to you. I must oh, come they here. Yeah. Feel drawn to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very true. Huh. That's mm. awesome. That is really five thousand cool. people. That's 5, a lot of people. people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might be a little wrong, but I I did spend time to add it together, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of people. For 12 years. For 12 years, yeah. Mm -hmm. You You see a couple a week, yeah. Yeah. It's going to add up, Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you work with people usually individually or sometimes couples come see you? Oh, I have couples. Um, I have this one couple that I've just loved so much and they've been with me for over six years. I met them in Maui and I just saw them this past January in Maui. And mm-hmm. she just adores me. And we <laughs> set very clear boundaries. You know, it's all, when I work with couples, I always go to the woman first. I want to know what keeps her safe, yeah. what she needs, and what she wants. And then from there, and that's pretty much, I'm always intuiting and listening to her in the session. And so because I really, that to me, the woman part of this but she's so tender and she's just I don't know and she runs the show too you know so. <laughs> sometimes but yeah you on know, this so, show though I run the, the control yeah. board so you're you on know. the control board but I still that's run the it show. I'm muting your mic <laughs> turning your mic off Angela <laughs> so so yeah couples do come to me you know I've had couples like you know back when oh, I started you? oh you know can we have a threesome and da 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 yeah. and you know I'm not gonna say that I've been this uh, this I've gone through a lot of evolutions in my work over yeah. the last twelve years. <laughs> Let me just you've say learned. That. you've learned. A little. I've you've learned a little. And played, <laughs> and I've really healed my own sexuality yeah. through this. You part. had your own sexual healing. Oh, absolutely. How did that happen? So, How did that way? Like, what was your sexual healing? My sexual healing is number one, ladies, getting in touch with your horror archetype. Letting yourself just be a whore. Let yourself be a whore. I'm for it, you know. Just and accept then, it. You're a whore. I love it. I'm you a know? whore. <laughs> you know. Well, but and, it's that facial expression associated with it, right? It's like no, like she's saying it with a big smile, and when you said, it, I know you're miming what everybody feels, right? And it's like no, I'm like we deserve to feel sexual. So. Yeah, we do, and we deserve not to beat ourselves up mm-hmm. after having no been shame. highly sexual. When mm-hmm. we give ourselves permission to get very expanded on our sexuality we can hit a wall yeah and you know because we're so conditioned that that it we should be ashamed of ourselves for feeling so much pleasure right and so when we feel that much pleasure and that stuff comes up i grew up southern baptist Mm. so did (laughs) you know so did i you know i've had it was a lot of wounding i've been violated as a woman 
Unfortunately, uh, a, a lot child. of religion focuses on sex and, huh? and shaming sex. Unfortunately, but, a no, lot let's of religion. Put it on all of the religion, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of religion focuses on sex. A big part of their what they teach is sex, and they teach you to be shameful about it. No matter what they see, they'll find mm-hmm. some way to have so, to see sex as evil. Yeah, and it's really hard for a lot of my clients. I work with people across populations, religious, not religious. And for those people who've been raised in a similar kind of background where they've been shamed, it's still having impacts on them today and their ability to be sexual, even with their partners, even though they followed their value system of like maybe waiting till marriage to have sex. And suddenly it's suddenly allowed and they still can't. They can't open up because they've been taught their whole lives it's not okay. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's just so sad. It is. So you were Southern Baptist Uh and that that, that had a little bit of scars for you. Yeah, sexually is what you were saying? Well, my mother, I mean, I love my mother. Sure. I, we're best friends. Um, mm-hmm. But she was very difficult yeah. growing up. I remember when I was nine years old, maybe seven, and I had my first sensational experience with like a girlfriend of mine. Mm-hmm. You know how little girls, we yeah. still, you know, kids just doing explore play. each other. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was just like, I mean, it was just shamed. I mean, yeah. that was just, you don't, do, you know, just that. You don't do that. All of that was just shut down in mm-hmm. me. That, in that, and all it is is uh, sensuality. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know anything. We just knew it felt good and giddy right. and playful and yeah. like yay. But then when we're when you're made wrong in that, yeah, that you're told shuts down. That's a bad thing. You're gonna go to hell yeah. for it. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. And many, 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 many. Most of us, ninety eight percent probably, especially those of us from our generation uh, and before, suffer with a great deal of. Uh, energetic conditioning mm-hmm. that we don't even hardly even recognize oh, yeah. until somebody points it out i agree it's conditioning it is literally mm-hmm. pavlovian mm-hmm. responses yeah. people are taught to have negative response to sex mm-hmm. nudity yeah. sexuality even words like yeah. some people hear the word masturbate and it triggers them mm-hmm. <laughs> penis vagina yeah, penis. all of those clinical terms mm-hmm. for human bodies and mm-hmm. no, normal natural sexuality those tr- trigger them because they've been tr- conditioned to see them as a negative thing. Some oh, of absolutely. my worst case scenarios for shame being connected yeah. to sexuality is I had a part I had a client who every time she had an orgasm she felt deep shame so she avoided orgasms. Oh god. Yeah. Um I've had ex-priests who um want to be married now but who can't be can't be sexual because they've completely shut down anything associated with them having an erection is associated with shame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're not able to freely express themselves with their partners. Mm-hmm. I mean and it's it, the worse the shame the more extreme the sexual behaviors seem to be and the harder it is for people to really connect on that spiritual level you're describing. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. And, um, you know, I was 35 before I even knew what a vibrator was. Wow. (laughs) Believe it or not. And it was my boyfriend who brought it into the container. And I'm like, oh, what's that? What's that? And then I liked it better than him. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? He doesn't have three settings. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I think it's good to say, too, you know, I'm 54 years of age at Uh at the present time. And I started this work when I was about 42. And so because I had so much energy, I didn't know what to do with. I had not married and I wasn't that sexual back Mm -hmm. then. And so for me, it was a vehicle for my own Mm -hmm. self-growth, you know, and by getting back to what you were saying about 
this shame that takes us down it's like well how can we connect when it's and that's almost like the body and the mind being separated it's also the sexuality and the spirit Mm -hmm. you know it all kind of looks about the same you know and it's like how can we help integrate those two and make it okay Mm -hmm. and a part of it is like what you said earlier is giving yourself permission to experience pleasure Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes people are trying to do it in that mental way and therapy Mm -hmm. i'm trying to do it but like Mm -hmm. It's different doing it in the physical way, Mm -hmm. like really not only saying it's okay for me to feel this, but then also like allowing a space for that in the sexual Mm -hmm. realm. Like, how do you actually let go? And I could imagine like if you notice tension in people's bodies, like, hey, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I can see that happening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm imagining. I don't know. (laughs) I would like to invite people that don't quite have an, I think Tantra is a, an evolved state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. It's an aim to go towards, but I think there's a lot of steps that you can take, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get there. You can throw yourself in there and be like, and if you, you're working with somebody good, you're going to have a feeling Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to, uh, you know, have an experience, but to really learn to get out of the mind and listen to the body. I mean, that goes back to my previous love of the ecstatic dance, conscious Mm -hmm. dance of free form movement, Uh, somatic psychology, Mm -hmm. listening to your own body, giving it permission to move, find out where you are stuck, uh, you know, expressing that stuff that you're feeling. But that's a whole nother conversation. Well, I'm actually, I'm laughing because um, how I first freed myself as a sexual person, I think I've said this on the show, but like I danced naked at home. Yay, good, (laughs) excellent. I did, I did. I would put music on, I'd lock the door. I have funny stories with it too because my brother-in-law once came (laughs) in and he was like, why are you cooking naked? Why are you naked naked and cooking (laughs) and dancing? Because... Because I realized that I had that. I didn't know what the word was or what it meant, but I knew that I was kind of like shamed in some ways by the way I was raised sexually. And I was like, I feel like I feel like I need to open this up. And so, yeah, that was one way I did was naked dancing at my house. You know what? When I was a teenager. You don't cook naked anymore. You should do that again. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> well, I, no bacon. No bacon. No bacon. I splatters and, and, and I don't want to Yeah, you don't want no, no. no any oils and naked. No. And going Make a sandwich, Unless baby. it's coconut oil and it's yeah. being smeared all over yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but I totally get why you say that because mm. with dance, it's it, like, because part of the ability to dance freely involves getting out of your head and getting into your body and Mm -hmm. saying no i am not here who cares what i look like i just want to feel good Mm -hmm. so well in (laughs) dance that container of conscious dance gives you that container i this is a book the title i'm i I have it here because i've worked so hard on it i'm not keeping this title i have changed it to to the original title but i have this book now today what's the original title my original title is dance yourself free and dance yourself free okay Uh so that'll be going into that format soon but this book (laughs) i wrote this book to teach people how to connect to their body through the art of free form dance that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So this gives you an idea of how to find it, mm-hmm. who's, who are the leaders in the field, how mm-hmm. to find it, what you need to know when you go to your first experience, how can you get deeper with yourself, what are the outcomes of conscious dance, and, you know, and... Yeah, so, you know, expansiveness, mindfulness, you know, all of these things that we're talking about. and awesome. um Dance yourself free. So, yeah, so lots of fun... So your other book you mentioned 
here in your paperwork is yeah, you're allowed to this show ca- it on this the one camera, this you know? one caught my eye my, so mine I am see right that here so mindful <laughs> masturbation <laughs> for men so and sensual photos for your enjoyment oh, well, now yeah. I want to enjoy while let me, let me peruse while let we watch peruse. oh these are sexy okay, so photos. what is mindful <laughs> masturbation please do tell what is that mindful masturbation basically what I did with this book was take what I do on They're a daily basis and I help people get connected to their body, their their uh, you know their erotic sensations, help them There's feel good. It's I set her. space. She's pretty. <laughs> You're very I'm beautiful, naked. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, and so uh, you know, and how can I? Offer. I don't get to see most of our guests naked. I know. <laughs> so that's a new one. We did get to see the uh, the tattooed gentleman naked, though, so that was nice. So, sorry, that was distracting. Yeah. So, what were you saying? I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> now he's thinking about you naked. Now I need to be more mindful. Uh, this basis, just how can, you know, generally I have a feeling mm-hmm. that when men masturbate, their brain is over here and yeah. they're just getting off. They, you know, yeah, it's like, can. I just need yeah. a release. Yeah, and, that's what masturbation and, is. Right. Mindful so, masturbation. What is mindful masturbation? It's a, a tantric way of being with yourself. Mm-hmm. It This little book teaches, you know, the idea. It's very small, but it, you know, set your own space, ground yourself, light a candle, turn on Women always want to light candles we while love, they uh, masturbate. And we like soft music I, and hot well, baths. I don't like fire hazards while I'm jerking. <laughs> right, well, that's true. <laughs> or just imagine a little sexy can, space no, for yourself. No, he can do yourself. the fake candles. So, you have you the battery So a big part of it is now. creating a, like, a sensual space. A, a sensual space instead of, just, instead of just full sensory. All of your senses. Full sensory. Sight, so, smell, so this taste, book touch. teaches like when you're disrobing, like really feel your clothes yeah. you know feel yourself unbuttoning the shirt having it come off so that you're so seduce yourself a little bit seduce yourself josh i'd like to see you seduce you yourself brown chicken brown brown yeah that's it you know by the time you get to the finished product you're all just you're like up really you're breathing it. you're listening you're, you're in really it. there with yourself so it's more like you're having sex with yourself Absolutely. instead of just Getting, off. getting it off yeah interesting that's it and you're teaching yourself how to do it with it other is. people like when everybody said like so every magazine at some point has said Her women presence. you need to masturbate so you can tell your partner how to please you but it's not just this it's so like so you guys know this is how a woman <laughs> does it but it's more than that it's it's the whole body experience if you learn how to be a sexual person a full sexual person on your own it is easier for you to share that with a partner exactly that part not yeah. just this yeah not just technique because oh. you can have great technique and it still sucks oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's nice when it sucks right. ah, ah, bada boom but i, I want to tell you as a physical <laughs> practitioner who has worked on like i said i've gone through many evolutions of my work and this I know, when I have a lover and they're disconnected mm-hmm. from themselves, that means they're disconnected with me. Right. Absolutely they are. And then it just is kind of empty. Yeah. You know, and that's why I don't not refer to myself as a head. sex worker because right. I can't work in that empty container. Right. I have to have the whole person with me. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe that's just my little control thing, but... That's what I'm teaching is how can we be whole people with one another? Because essentially sexuality is a healing modality. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's not just feeling good. It's how can I heal you through helping you move this and how can you heal me? Yeah. And when we're mindful and attentive and loving and kindful and honoring, mm-hmm. that is the outcome. Mm-hmm. And just so you all know, I mean, I've talked to clients, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of clients through my year, my years working as a sex therapist, and everybody says the same thing. Their best sexual experiences, when you ask them, what were you thinking? Nothing. Nothing. They weren't thinking about anything. They were completely in their body and their senses. They were letting go. They were letting passion flow. And those are your tens, people. Those are your ten sex experiences as far as the ten scale. Like they're not when you're, oh, I did this right or I did these techniques. It's not when you're worried about technique or any of that. It's when you're so into it that you're so lost that you're just completely feeling your body. Yeah. It's a whole body orgasm. It is. And even through energy, even through ecstatic dance on the dance floor, that's why that first title is energy orgasm Mm -hmm. because you can have an energy orgasm on the dance floor doing your own work. Well, I've never had that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's how do I connect? I'm not much of a dancer. (laughs) to move all that energy that's Though. he's great yeah <laughs> uh, 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 shake it shake it you dance me in the kitchen i love that oh, you yeah. do that he has no problem he's yeah but sweet. i never orgasm during you've it. never orgasmed no. well maybe you need to learn it's to dance quite the experience on the dance floor by yourself you're like <laughs> <laughs> things you didn't know you can things orgasm dancing you can absolutely <laughs> yeah that's news to me yeah. definitely wow so, <laughs> We're all broken, just like, yeah. wow! <laughs> so you mentioned the ebb and flow of this lifestyle. What is the ebb and flow of this lifestyle? The ebb and flow of this lifestyle is like, I mean, you know, I think it's like with anything. Any job we have, some days we're going to love it and some days we're not. Yeah. And, you know, the ebb and flow of, of being in such an intense container with people. Can I do that every day, 365 days a year? No. No. I, I I go full in and then I'm full out. And that's how I've been for a long time. And like when I lived in Maui, I would go boom, work for a week. And I would just like go through the week, but I would take three weeks off yeah. or either mm-hmm. two weeks, whatever mm-hmm. I could handle. So the ebb and flow of the lifestyle is, um, and then. Is that because the, how intense it is emotionally for you? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think I've given probably more than maybe. I I needed to because mm-hmm. I just happen to be that type of person. Right now, I'm kind of having that conversation like, maybe I need to back up a little bit yeah. and really kind of get some balance in my life. Um, yeah. But like I said, it was new territory for me. So I was really loving what what it was teaching me and mm-hmm. what the differences I was seeing. So I would just go in there full on. Um right. But the ebb and flow is, again, you know, you're working within the sexual realm. You are now, I'm no longer a licensed therapist. I'm considered, most people that don't know what Tantra is or what a Daikini is will automatically put you in the sex worker category. Mm-hmm. I'm not a prostitute. And, and you know, there's an energetic with that. I have nothing about that. But I think it's very important to differentiate. Mm-hmm. We don't have to right here, going back to the ebb and flow. So it's, you know, it's how do I, how do I keep what I do on a certain level um, without getting lost in the pornographic funk of, and I, you know, when I'm, you know, not to have judgment there, but just where, um, yeah. Anyway, where does it yeah. cross the line for you and you're trying to yeah. figure it out? Well, your comfort That's level. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a it's not easy to be 
there's no support systems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are people who are finally starting to get together that do this work that can support one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're a pioneer in life, you're kind of out there on your own, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, some days it's like, I wish I just had a job to go to. You just wish <laughs> you had a <laughs> night. Go hang out you with want some a nine to five, workers. and that's yeah, it. Right. Maybe talk by the water cooler, get yeah. some work done on the computer. No, that's yeah. boring. Well, even yeah, as a therapist, that's right, you know? I mean, even if you go back into the therapy realm, I mean, like, mm-hmm. we have to learn our boundaries too, and what's comfortable and what's not comfortable. We're yeah. constantly learning. So, the term we talk about is counter transference in right. therapy, which is when you you're dealing with people's trauma and their feelings and and sometimes you take that on and it's emotionally right. taxing because you even may when have you're talking because you may have had similar problems in your you, own you life you may have had similar kinda, problems or you, you just feel traumatized by hearing about the trauma yeah. because it's painful trauma by proxy yeah yeah, yeah. so um i think in any field where you're working with sexuality and healing you're going to have to kind of always redefine and recenter yourself to figure out where mm-hmm. do you where do i stand what's important to me what's my goal um, because any of those things can rock your world. We all grew up in the same sex shaming system. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We right? have. And so we yeah. all still have that, that we're sure. working through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, um, and that's very true. It takes, it takes a lot. I mean, um, somehow or another, I jumped off two feet into this work and it was so funny my my mother even after becoming a therapist and all of this and mm-hmm. when I first started this work at 42 I did, hadn't told anyone except my daughter figured it out because yeah. she's smart right yeah and then she always knows the me you can't hide it figure it out you're never gonna hide anything your from kids your kids will always know no. they yeah. know everything yeah, yeah it was <laughs> one it Thanksgiving and um and we're sitting around after dinner and we're having dessert. And somehow the conversation of sexuality and call girls came up. And my mother looked directly at me and she was like, you of all my girls, you would have been the best call worker. <laughs> I called call girl and I, my daughter and I were like, <laughs> just so you know. And that, I had just started doing yeah. this, but it was so That's sweet. hilarious. Like, well, thank you, mom. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet, Mom, I guess. I guess. Not sure what that means. She yeah. knew I was never going to subscribe to anything, you know. And, yeah. And, um, yeah. We're reading this really hilarious book, and the girl said, you know, you of all my friends would make the best serial killer because you're so organized. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> this, that's the book. This j- didn't happen. But it's hilarious because it's like, what? I think that's a compliment? Okay. Sort of. It sort that's of is. Right. But if you're going to be a serial killer, I do think you should be organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably a prerequisite right. for the yeah, successful. You know, you know there's for success. Things. You can be an unsuccessful one. Yeah, yeah you need organization. <laughs> but how are you going to get life? your taxes done? You know, exactly. <laughs> definitely. I'm totally messing around. <laughs> so, have, do you have any regrets for any of the the work you've done? Like, have you ever made? Or things you've learned things is a you've nice learned. way to rephrase yeah, that. <laughs> maybe that's a better way of phrasing it. Well, what have you learned? Have, there been, have you learned any lessons along the way of, of doing this, having this life be more balanced? Like what? Yeah. Open Through question. this work as a uh, Dakini for the last 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I miss is being an intellect, an yeah. intellectual, yeah. because I'm a smart woman and yeah. I've, I've, I love teaching. I, I think if I wasn't doing this, I would be a, uh, I'd be a professor at a university. Yeah. That's kind of the regret. Um, I, I love it, but I am moving into teaching. Yeah. And so I'm well, going to have both. You can still teach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah have and both. you can still be so an intellectual. So there's no regrets. Yeah. You can still be and, that. Yeah. Right. 
And I think that we have to learn through certain, we have to, when it is not time for us to show up in that part of ourselves, it's not mm-hmm. going to be time. And I've had to do and do this work and learn what I know to continue my education in order now to be able to teach. Yeah. And, and so, but a regret, hmm. Well, that's why I don't think I really do. You just, I you just missed the teaching part and the yeah, because I can still have that now. Yeah. I'm moving into that, and, you know. So, yeah. Um, that's good. Okay. You don't have to. You have don't have here. to. Yeah, I no. you know, I and that's fine. Yeah. Like if it's really like been I a said, great I miss experience. going to work sometimes. I yeah. miss having people around. Um, I kind of long for that a yeah. little bit more. So it's a lonely lifestyle yeah. I, at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, really, you know, it's nice also to have the flexibility, I would guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of people who work on their own have that that balance of feeling a little isolated. Like Angela works I do. by herself. I totally do it. And while yeah. she talks to clients all day mm-hmm. as a part of her job, it's still isolating because you don't yeah, have that right. coworker yeah. around the corner to say, oh, how you doing? You know, well, it's not stuff. the same kind of relationship. It's a one way relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So like as a therapist, as mm-hmm. I'm guessing in your work, you're giving, you're right. giving a a lot right. and but in a, when you actually get energy back from a relationship it's a two-way relationship yeah. so there's Where a they giving ask and how a you're giving. doing yeah they well. ask how are you uh, right. my job is to ask them questions draw them out of themselves but yeah. it's, not it's not any the of their around. business or their job to like try and do that doesn't mean i won't offer if people right. ask but it's not about it's me not their about session you. is about them it's about trying to help and them. so yeah. I, I feel the same thing at times where i'm like i just need people <laughs> but <laughs> right. people who care about me too yeah you know? right people who care about me too you and just i have to have more friends and exactly time with supports have networking stuff you know you do other things yep (laughs) yep that's how angela does she just stays active like she is in a choir i am yeah i did it with her last semester but this semester she's doing a choir on her own and Mm -hmm. that's her way of finding Mm -hmm. still talking to humans you know yeah but in that other way interaction (laughs) yeah it's important. I think it'd be cool to have a naked choir, though. That'd be funny. Uh, <laughs> Why I, not? I would attend. You would attend. I'll Everybody's show up. just singing. I won't naked. be in it, but I'll show up. And then there could be dancing too. It could be a show choir. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Sounds like a yeah, plan. Let's so when are you two performing that? that yeah. St. Louis. <laughs> I'll just be naked. There you go. Yeah. Naked it up. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good into our episode. We're right at an hour. Um, let me see. You have anything else to add, Angela? Well, first, let's let her do her last plug. So, what are your books again, so, and how yeah, can people tell find us about you? Your books. Show us mm-hmm. those real quick. Well, uh, my two books are the one is Mindful Masturbation for Men, just a great simple, title, sweet <laughs> book on guiding men on how to have a more mindful masturbation. That mm-hmm. means paying more attention to you, your sensations, your yeah. breath. Uh, you know, loving yourself, right. learning how to love yourself, not just masturbate. So that's one book. The other book is Dance Yourself Free and Live Your Best Life. That hopefully will be back up on Amazon in a couple of weeks. It's going through a little metamorphosis Mm -hmm. at this moment. Um, And that teaches and guides you how to become an ecstatic freeform dancer and how to find those community um, venues within your community. And where in, yeah. So that's the two books at this moment. Um, 
I am beginning a school of Tantra. Yeah. That's Sacred Grounds um, School of Tantra. That basically cool. is going to lead people through different evolutions of getting into the higher realms of this Tantric um, And that's more of a classroom lifestyle, setting? Lifestyle, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's more of a classroom setting that you're talking well, about? Well, I like that's lecture? just being formed. I have the name and I have the logo. Okay. So, <laughs> so you have to come up with the, the curriculum. I'm, I'm, and you the... know, it's coming together slowly. Okay, sounds good. But I want to teach and lead people through a different process of, you know, what we've been talking about. Yeah. How can we get comfortable in ourselves? How can we do all that? I don't want to. I would too call much it a higher here. form of right. sexual self. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my two websites at the moment are one is my goddess Leana, and that is my name Leana L E I A N N A dot com. Mm-hmm. That's been my website for quite a long time now for my basic. Um, 60-minute, 90-minute sessions. Um, and then the next website is the thenaked.kini.com. Mm-hmm. And that's more my energy therapy and medicine woman skills. Okay. Um, that multidimensional healer thing I talked about yeah. earlier. And so um, anyway, right now, that's what I've got going on. Sounds okay, good. cool. And then, of course, I've got my two books. My book that just came out is Helping Couples Overcome Infidelity. It's available on Amazon. My old book is Premarital Counseling, A Guide for Clinicians. That's also available on Amazon. And um, you can check me out at www.therapistinstlouis.com. So this has been the About Sex Podcast, and we've been talking with our goddess, Liana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Liana, what's your last name? Liana Love. Liana Love. And be sure to add us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, and send us your questions to aboutsexpodcast at gmail.com. We might just check them out on the air. I'm Joshua Skirtu. And I'm Angela Skirtu. Stay, Stay kinky, kinky, St. Louis. Louis. Yay!